I'm Lisa Mullins, and this is The World. Some call this the Great British Summer. There was the pageantry of the Queen's Diamond Jubilee, now London's Olympic Games. So far, it's all gone pretty smoothly. British athletes have delivered their best team performance since 1908. But the party will soon be over. Here's The World's Alex Galifant. It's hard to overstate how good the last few months have been for Britain. I can't remember a time of, of such sort of optimism and, you know, party atmosphere and a sense of being a nation. Mark Mennell is a minister at All Souls, a church in central London. It's been showing the games on big screens. But I think we all know that the days are coming when it's not going to be the same. And, you know, the world will leave London after the Olympics are over and we'll be left to clear up the mess, I guess. Now, we've still got the Paralympic Games to come, but soon they'll be over too. And then what? Like anything, it's like coming back from a holiday, you know. There's the grind of work again on Monday morning. That's psychology professor Kerry Cooper. Hear how he said holiday, not vacation? Cooper's lived in the UK for more than 30 years. He says it's worse than just getting back to work for Britain. It's more like getting back to the office and finding that every email is marked with the subject line, bad news. The economy's in trouble. Yesterday, the governor of the Bank of England predicted close to 0% growth. Britain's coalition government is in danger of breaking apart. And just a year ago, London was being rocked by riots. Those social divisions haven't gone away. But Kerry Cooper wants Britons to hang on to this golden moment. It can lift your game. It can give you confidence to think that, hey, listen, you know, look at what we achieved in the games. If it's, it's possible to do it there Is it possible today translate that in terms of the economy? Cooper points to some of the qualities recently on display. Competition, innovation, confidence on the world stage. Those, he says, could be real psychological boosts. The United States always pump themselves up and Britain pump themselves down. Somehow, hopefully, maybe the the, the legacy of the games will be we can do. It's a can-do culture. It's a nice idea, but I don't think so somehow. I think it's just the strain of having to say hooray and unbelievable all day, every day. That's Lynn Truss talking on the BBC. She's the author of the book Eats, Shoots and Leaves. It was a big bestseller in the US a while back. But after almost a year of constant celebration, she was exhausted. And honestly, I do know how this sounds, but I was genuinely relieved when my book slipped off the New York Times bestseller list because there's a limit to the hoorays you've got in you and I'd reached it. See, it's not like you can imagine Britons ever going UK, UK, UK. <laughs> Britain will never, ever chant UK, UK. It's not in the character. So what exactly is the British character right now? This summer has wrought a transformation in many here. Banished is that sense of wretched, remember when we were powerful pessimism? In its place, national delight, a giant group tickle every time Britain wins another gold. How to make sense of that? Here's the Reverend Mark Mennell again. The fear is that this is the result of an artificial imposition. I mean, the Olympics have been great, but it's coming from the outside. It's making us into something that we fear we're not. And so what will happen, particularly in terms of sort of inner city with cuts, poverty, that sort of thing, is a real concern. Britain's social discontent can't be healed in a few weeks of summer, even one made glorious by hot sun and sport. But, says Mennell, it could be a start. So what have these weeks revealed about the British character? The British satirist Hugh Dennis thinks there's something interesting in the kinds of sports that get celebrated over here. They're all about hard graft, you know, they're sort of rowing and getting up very early in the morning and cycling in the freezing cold for a thousand miles a week and then, 
you know, it's a sort of triumph of the spirit and the effort and all the rest of it. Triumph of the miserable. It's the triumph of the miserable, yeah. Yeah, but we're really good at that. But not only that. This summer, Britain has let its guard down and showed the world that there's much more to the place than the grumbling mediocrity exported over the years by shows like The Office and Faulty Towers. I think what you are seeing is what we all know is underneath uh, British society. You know, we do quite like winning, and we are actually very friendly and welcoming and all the rest of it. But we prefer to present ourselves to the world as slightly standoffish and cold and losing, because we know that we're not. Does that make any sense at all? <laughs> I think it does. All the bad news in the world can't stop the British getting on and making a good go of things. But once the fun and games are done, we can start pretending again. For The World, I'm Alex Galifant in London. We've posted more of Alex's interview with the British satirist Hugh Dennis talking about the threat that Olympic success poses to Britain's national character. You can find that and more of our Olympics coverage at theworld.org.